Welcome back to Street Writers. It is our 10 minutes of writing motivation, inspiration, and activation. Here's the second half of our interview with Josh Corder, Buddhist teacher, leader of Zen Punks New York, and author of Unsubscribe. Okay, now we get back to introducing Josh. Like a talk radio, I felt like I should be making weird sounds in the background. Like, you ah. can if you want. Yeah, be like a doctor. <laughs> sound effects. <laughs> we'll fit those in. A little cowbell, you know, a little yeah. throw, throw some in there. Always use more cowbell. Ding dong, three o'clock on the big <laughs> clock on the wall. There you go. All right, last bit of uh, last bit to get to get in here. Hit us with your best shot. It's time to get in the ring with us. <laughs> now I'm self-conscious. Josh has got us both self-conscious here. All right. Josh, you can or you don't have to, or maybe you will, maybe you won't. We'll get all metaphysical, or maybe we can just kind of read minds. But if you want to tell us, what are you up to these days? Well, most of my life is based on, you know, the the twin pursuits of uh, teaching about the intersections of contemporary psychology and early Buddhist practices. So if anybody's ever interested in hearing those ramblings, it's uh, uh, Dharma Punks with an X NYC. You can look up a podcast or the schedule of the talks. And I lead a lot of retreats. Yeah, my two classes a week. And then there's a lot of counseling I do mm -hmm. uh, and stuff like that. So that's basically what uh, keeps me going in between my nightly sojourn with whatever English murder mystery is. <laughs> Did you guys watch uh, Legion or Fargo or any of those great shows? That's Fargo my... I like, Legion I, I, I haven't been able to get into, but... Uh, but you would strike me as a Mandalorian guy. I'm gonna uh, say Mandalorian. I have been very Mandalorian, but I don't like you. You can't just label me, Josh. After that whole like discussion, <laughs> I will not just be the Mandalorian guy. You, know? you are the Mandalorian guy, because you're the guy who in his office had all those little like, you know... Uh, the Star, Star Wars, Wars and all the action figures, sure. That's sure. it, yeah, that's so, it. Look, I have to admit it. I'm watching every Mandalorian too, and it's just bringing out that 17-year-old geek in me that loves, you know, sci-fi, and so but, I'm loving it too. But what what I like about that from a a writing perspective is how they've just gone with this entirely flawed character, which is which is so much fun to me that he's dressed in this battle armor, and yet he constantly screws up and <laughs> and trips and you know does these things. It's it's it plays against type. It's nicely done. Is uh, this on the, the the Disney Channel? Is this, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So this is get like the, the. You have to buy another streaming service, Mark. Yeah. One. There you go. All right. My wife's got me into those uh, uh, good English mysteries as well. So Broadchurch and uh, Broadchurch. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love that. And then Line of Line of Duty or Line, line of, of duty. Fire. Line oh, of Duty. That's that a great, great one. Then there's like. There's like five seasons of that one, and you can just sink into yeah, Line yeah. of Duty and yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, oh, that's that show is just yeah beautiful. Brilliant. There's a Brilliant. French one, uh, Spiral, or Engrenage. Oh. That's great. I think it's on this channel called MHZ or something like that. That's like okay. the mystery channel. So that's oh, okay. Peaky Blinders. Have you guys seen that? No, I've seen the the uh, the spots for it. Oh. I haven't watched it. 
it's 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 really up there. It's one of my top top shows ever. Yeah, it's, I think uh, it's great. I mean, the only thing, my only com small complaint, it was so influenced by Boardwalk Empire. Buscemi, Buscemi was, yeah, was right. So brilliant in it. And the guy who stars in Peaky Blinders is so mm -hmm. pretty. He's so mm -hmm. good looking. It's for me, I know this is terrible, but it's for me very difficult to believe that he's authorizing all these hits and all these, <laughs> you know, 1920s like mm -hmm. stabbings and killings. And, you know, his family is, and everybody, the brother in the family is amazing. The actor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brother yeah. Like, so he's was pretty, pretty on the outside, but dark on the inside it's, oh dark and evil. oh it's it's great yeah. it's like definitely yeah. and the only other oh. thing i i don't like about it is they always play this really this is going to sound really weird coming from me because i love loud punky music but they play this loud english sort of rock yeah. in every episode mm -hmm. i mm -hmm. would have preferred if they did period music rather than see i like i like that i like it they kind of mix the uh mix the time i thought that was kind of cool to do this ultra modern crazy ass shit and then you know throw that in with this you know 1918 1920s piece so uh you know who's uh, great in it? Tom Hardy. Oh, Tom, Tom Hardy's in it? Really? Oh, oh he's so... Gotta watch Oh, wow. I gotta check it and out. And you know what the best thing about it is he plays... I have to say this as a Jew. He plays a Jew. And I'm yeah. like, that's Tom Hardy playing a Jew. That's yeah. like never oh, gonna and, work ever. And he's genius. <laughs> right. He's, he's a sick genius. actor, man. He is oh, unbelievable he's so, yeah. He's so, and he's just like, you know, in Batman, he's like very difficult to understand what he's saying, but yep. right. still yep. he's so good. Yep. Everything he's in is oh. so good. Amazing. Do you find that the, um, you know, having written unsubscribe and as much writing as you do, that has built your appreciation for when you do find a book that's so well written and, and hits a topic that you want, but does it so beautifully. Has it in, in like kind of sharpened your appreciation now that you're in that club? Well, you know, one of the best things I think I've ever did was I I, I refuse to think of myself as an author or a writer. <laughs> I just I absolutely do. I so and that way it took so much pressure off. So when I read great literature, I don't think of oh, I'm in that club. I always think I'm like a you know I'm just you know some guy who's who managed to fake his way into a bunch of jobs until I found one that I'm halfway decent at, but I don't. Writing is something I did simply to basically put out some ideas that I thought might be helpful to people, mm -hmm. but in no way did I ever do it with the hope of being thought of as a writer. Uh, I just don't, mm -hmm. it's nothing that I've ever aspired to be and you know and yet uh, you are a really good writer and, and maybe that's part of your strength is that you your writing is to my to me at least you know so authentic and you know maybe it's the, the effortlessness of it is because you didn't try in a way <laughs> you know it's sort of it's mm -hmm. just you're being yourself and, and and much as the way you sort of described the book where you you did the lecture and you got it transcribed even though you haven't done everything that way it's I don't know. Maybe there's a communication between your brain and your and your words. It's just you. I mean, that's what I've always mm -hmm. felt reading it and and just enjoying your thinking process. Yeah. Well, I mean, thank you for that one. That's really lovely to hear. And I think also is partially strategic in terms of if we identify very deeply with the idea that I'm an artist mm -hmm. or I'm a writer or I'm a this, then adding all that sense that this has to then 
this represents me and this has to be who I am. And if I don't do this well, then, you know, my very identity is at stake. That's, that's a lot of pressure and maybe yeah. other people can handle it, but. <laughs> maybe if that's, if, if that's the only label you put on yourself. And I think that's probably a, a problem that people would get into. Yeah. And, and you, you only define yourself in one way. We all have a multiplicity of identities and things that we have to be. So if, if I'm just a writer and boy, that piece sucked, or you're just a filmmaker and wow, that one really tanked, uh, then what do you got going? But it's one yeah. facet and move on to the next or let something else fuel that part of you. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's, you're absolutely right. There's a multiplicity of selves and multiplicity of person, you know, persona states or self states that we're in. And just obviously though, when people, you know, so desperately attached to the idea, I'm a writer and that's what gives my life its deep meaning or its most authentic expression, or that's really who I am. Maybe with some that might actually be very encouraging and may give them the permission to focus on it and mm -hmm. prioritize it in their life. But for me, I just found it to be something that I wanted to avoid. That's it for this time out, Josh. Thanks for being here. Be sure to subscribe, folks. Leave a review and connect with us at streetwriters.podcast at gmail.com. Tell your friends to listen and their friends too. I'm going to say take it to the streets and then you say and fight to write. That's all we need from you. <laughs> he can barely continue. We lost him. No. no, yeah, you want Are me you to right? say and fight to write. <laughs> Do it, baby. Like Do it. Do it the way you like. All right, you ready? Yeah. Take it to the streets. And fight to write, baby. <laughs>